You know, I was so honored to be a part of the United States delegation to the World Cup in Qatar. What a spectacular event. seen more enthusiastic, more enthusiasm than what we have for professional football, any sports, basketball or baseball. I mean, they take it to a whole different level as they promote and root for their team before the big game. Armstrong Williams from Qatar. Unbelievable, right? This is the Saudis getting ready for their game and they packed into the venue here at the Waldorf Astoria. Welcome back to the Armstrong Williams Show. This is how it looked from um, what you call the drone level. I'm the drone and I'm shooting downward. Man, is this not spectacular? Breathe the room only from eye to eye. They've just taken over and captured the place. This tells you how big World Cup is in the world. From the continent of Africa to Asia, to the European continent, all over the world. People love themselves with soccer. Welcome back. Former Congressman Jim Moran, we're here uh, in Doha, known as Qatar. Um, you know, there's so much that people don't know about the relationship between Qatar and the United States. Could you give us a history lesson? Well, I'd be happy to. It's quite a fascinating history. Uh, Qatar is a relatively new nation, uh, but when Saudi Arabia uh, kicked the United States out of uh, the whole country. They said they don't want to be associated with us. The Emir of Qatar spoke up and said, well, we would like to be associated with the United States because we believe in what the United States stands for. And so they put up $5 billion and they built a military base called Al-Udid in Qatar. And now that is the base that we use for all our activities. It's an air base for all our activities in the Middle East. It's the base that we used for Afghanistan. In fact, the entire evacuation from Afghanistan 
uh, took place because of the planes that we have here at LOD military base. And in fact, it's it's a principal source for uh, you know intelligence activities throughout uh, Asia and the Middle East. We the U.S. is very much dependent upon. Uh, the Qatar's military base, but also its cooperation in terms of, of anti-terrorism and, and, uh, uh, and serving as a mediator, uh, really, when there are conflicts around the world. That's the role that, uh, that, that Qatar wants to play. And, of course, it's exemplified now with the World Cup. They want to be the host to the entire world so that the entire world can play on an equal playing field, can enjoy the sport, can get along with each other, uh, can override the, the you know, the, the, the rivalries and the petty differences oftentimes that divide them. Cutter wants to be a unifier. And, um, and so they play an important purpose for the U.S., but also an important role throughout the world. We need more countries, frankly, that are willing to be host for something that brings us all together on an equal playing field. What are your thoughts on the media's criticism about Qatar, its value system, and about the World Cup being here? Well, first of all, they said no one would want to come here because it's so hot. Right now, this is about 70 degrees. It's perfect weather. It couldn't be nicer. And it hardly ever rains here. And the players enjoy playing here with this kind of weather. Uh, but beyond that, uh, Qatar provides income for millions of people throughout the world from impoverished countries. They try to come here, they're given jobs, uh, and, um, and Qatar, partly in anticipation of the World Cup, but really because the Emir wanted an excuse to, to put in these regulations. They have a minimum wage, uh, they uh, created an appeals board for migrant workers, they brought in the International Labor Organization, and, um, and the, the workers, if they're not paid by the employers, Qatar will pay them. Uh, so they've done a lot of things that mean that this is a place where people who want to be able to support their, uh, their uh, family in countries where there is no support, no jobs, they come here and they work hard and it pays off and, um, and they're better treated than in most other countries. In fact, this International Federation of Labor Unions throughout Africa said to their countries, please will you do what Qatar has done for its migrant workers. But despite all that, all you get is criticism from the press because that's, that's the narrative that, that, that uh, they think draws eyeballs to their columns and to their television shows. It just isn't true. They say, they talk about the number of migrant workers who died. They took all of the deaths of the entire migrant population and they claim that those are all attributable to working on the World Cup stadiums. The death rate among migrants actually is lower than it is in the United States on average. Uh, you know, people are going to die. Uh, some people have died working, but they do so in the United States and construction work is difficult. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't want to make excuses. I'm sure that there's a lot of flaws in the way that they operate, but on the whole, it's a great economic opportunity for people who need that kind of opportunity, who, who, uh, whose countries create economic desperation, really. So uh, Qatar is playing a very positive role as far as I'm concerned, and the facts bear it out. Not the myth, the facts. Talk to us about Qatar and its workforce. 
So Hunter welcomes people from all over the world, particularly uh, people who uh, don't have economic opportunities in their own countries. And uh, they provide minimum wage, they, um, uh, they have an appeals board, they, uh, they will pay wages if the employer doesn't pay the wage on time. Uh, they're trying to do everything they can, not, not only to be fair to their workers, but to serve as an example for other countries in the Middle East and throughout Africa. So, uh, you know, they're, they're a pace setter and they ought, to be, they ought to be appreciated for that and not denigrated by the, uh, the media. And this is Armstrong Williams for another moment on another side of the story about the workforce and whether it's slave wages or whether it's empowerment. You be the judge. I'm Armstrong Williams. You know, this is the Ben Jamud House. It's a slave museum. You know, slavery has existed in nearly every part of the world at one time or another. And the story of told in Benjamin's house is part of that long history. It's also part of the less well-known but oldest story of slavery in the lands around the Indian Ocean, a region where the experience of slavery was different in many ways from the better-known Atlantic Ocean slave trade. Um, and I'm here at the museum, uh, you know, under the the auspices of the Emir's mother, uh, this museum was established. It's known as the Benjamin House, and it promotes reflection and conversations on important truths about historical slavery in Qatar. And the freedom is not an attribute specific to just one civilization, but it is a human value, one that I believe is the driving force behind the making of human history. You know, you must come to the Vendam Mall to see Takashi Murakami's uh, incredible artwork. Uh, he's one of the most famous Japanese artists in the world. And what he, he depicts here is his hands extended out. Um, and his criticism is really of Japan, that Japan never dealt with the post-war trauma after Hiroshima and Nekasami was bombed. And never, they never confronted America on the damages that has that were done, and that it still makes Japanese, the Jap, Japan, a second-class citizen to the United States of America. You just have to really come to the Vendam Mall and Qatar and Qatar and Doha to see this incredible artwork. This artwork is just absolutely incredible. You must come to the Vendam Mall and witness this. So this is what's crazy. I get lost in the mall. This is the craziest thing that's never happened before. And my man from Uganda has to drive me out of the ball because I'm literally lost. Have you ever heard of such? Here I am in the um, Cutter Mall and I am lost. I cannot get back to my hotel. It's just crazy. So my man who's being so kind, this is what they provide for you in the, in the malls. Because for people like me who are literally lost okay and the lost and found so my man is driving me through all these fabulous stores this is a good story he's driving me through all these fabulous stores and um of course you know i'm in cut up for the world cup but i am lost of all places to get lost in a mall and having someone drive you back to your hotel it's crazy i know it's unheard of right that's why i had to share this experience with you that i am being driven driven <laughs> this is the first for me through the mall and anybody who knows me knows that i'm lost this journey just continues listen they anybody knows me I, my sense of direction 
unless it's an urgent situation, I can find my way. But anyhow, I'm so thankful. This is just another part of the uniqueness of Cutter and what people are willing to do and what they're prepared for because they know these malls are so humongous that any of us can get lost. But I have the good fortune that to find my navigating system and have someone take me back to my hotel via cart. Smalls are fabulous here, man. It's just unbelievable. So it's not too bad getting lost. I'm actually lost and they're driving me back to my um, hotel. So I just got lost in here and my man here from Uganda has got me back to the exit of where I need to go and here I am. Man, man, thank you very, brother, thank you very much. Welcome. He take, he's taking me back, thank you. And this is the famous Qatar Sulk. Um, carpets, I mean, the most fabulous gold and antiques um, that you'll find anywhere in the world. Uh, for those of you that visit foreign lands or visit your homeland, many of us enjoy the curiosity of shopping and finding new and unique things. And so I am no different. So I'm here along the Sulk of Qatar. It's near the residential area. And people are here for the World Cup. Everybody is friendly. Everybody is friendly. Enjoying this. So it is huge. It is colossal. Um, everything. You can, you're seeing gold that you cannot even imagine. You're seeing jewelry that is beyond your comprehension. Only in Qatar. Every, every country has its uniqueness. This is my fifth foreign trip in 2022. In June, I was in Italy, August, Mexico, then August, then in November, I was in Abu Dhabi, Galapagos, and Qatar. Wow, and the year is still fresh. You can see all the gold is everywhere. People like their gold, they like their jewelry, they like that which is special to them. And I'm bringing it to you from Qatar. Just enjoying the culture of Qatar. You know, I'm a woodshop guy. I'm always looking to build and create something from scratch. And uh, there's nothing like coming um, to a foreign place and find that we have so many other things in common. Construction, building, restructuring, redesigning from world of Doha. Thank you for listening to this week's episode.